0: Like you're not free from it just because you reached that, that size it's, that's not rest. And so if we look for rest in becoming the best or in just becoming better, we never find it. And so that's why Jesus is really our only answer. Like the only way we can actually find true freedom in these issues is to look for him for rest and peace mm-hmm. and joy and not look for a better life or a better body or, you know, a fixed body image to save us. It's really only he who does that.
1: Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, because He's got you. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Intertwined Life podcast in the year 2021. That is crazy. Doesn't it seem like just yesterday we were partying like it was 1999? Um, (laughs) Some of you (laughs) showing my age. I'm sure there's a significant portion of you who are not going to have a clue what I was talking about. And you may have been wearing diapers in 1999. (laughs) But I hope you're all having a great start to the new year. I am so excited for this episode, episode 25. We are going to talk about body image and comparison. But the great news is it's not just me. This is an interview episode. And I am interviewing Miss Heather Creekmore. And I know you're going to love this episode. Heather is Just such a beautiful woman inside and out. She is a pastor's wife. She is a homeschool mom of four. She's also the author of two books, and she is a fellow podcaster and speaker. So I just hope that you will welcome her. I'm so excited about what she had to share for the opportunity to get to do this interview. I have really enjoyed starting this process of doing interviews. I hope it's going to really bless you. I've got some more great, great interviews coming up this year that I'm really excited about. And I just think that you're going to get a lot from today's episode today. um, I know that body image and comparison is something that it's just common to all women. It just is. And I think it's one of Satan's biggest tricks because he wants to keep us feeling less than and focused on the world around us and focused inward instead of upward. Right. He wants to keep us focused on what we're not instead of what our God is and This episode is going to hopefully help you find some freedom in that if it's not a struggle for you Yay. I'm so happy for you, but I'm sure you have your own other struggles because that is the way it goes. Right. But I think everyone will get some great stuff here and feel free. Please share this episode. If you've got teenagers and preteens, I think this will be a great episode for them. And if you've got other friends that you just want to say, Hey girl, I see you, you know, listen to this. You are beautiful. And I think this is going to help you feel that even more and step into that even more. And I just know that This episode is going to bring a lot of truth into a lot of women's lives. So enjoy this um, and also catch this really interesting uh, story of how Heather and I connected. It's really been amazing. She is from Texas and you are going to be amazed at how the Lord brought us together in so many ways. So enjoy this episode. I'll catch you on the other side. All right, Heather Greekmore, welcome to the intertwined life podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here. Heather is the host of the podcast compared to who so welcome Heather. Thank you, Jenny. I'm so excited to be on with you. Good. I'm it's exciting to me to finally start doing some interviews because I have been scared to do them so it's, it's I understand that I understand that completely. It took me a while too, so yeah. I get it. All the technology. Oh gosh, it's been fun mm-hmm. though. Um so Heather is the host of a podcast, of course, as we just said, compared to who? She is also a pastor's wife, a homeschool mom of 4, the author of two books, compared to who? And The Burden of Better, is that right? That's right. Awesome. And I think you guys are going to love hearing from Heather today and I'm excited to let her do some talking, but first we have to talk about how crazy the connection between the two of us has been. Uh, We did not know each other at all. And I received an email contact from her admin, Asking, let me know about Heather, introducing her and her work to me, and asking if she might be a good fit to be a guest on this podcast. So I started looking at her stuff and I'm like, Of course, this is perfect. What she does is perfect. And when we started talking, actually, I listened to your first episode, Heather, and realized how much we had in common mm-hmm. in our past. We both worked in politics, we both lived in DC, you know, so many things there. We both did a stint on Capitol Hill. And then <laughs> <laughs> the really crazy thing. We start scheduling our interview and I what you, Okay. You're in Texas, right? Yes. I'm yes. in Austin. Okay. You're in Austin. And I just said that we also used to live in DC and that's so cool. Cause I knew that you did too, but now we're in Florida and <laughs> there it goes. We're in Florida. My parents live in Florida and she names this Teeny tiny beach town that no one will have ever heard of unless they live there, and it just happens to be where I live. And
0: <laughs> I have no idea why I put the name in because, like you said, no one's ever heard of it. So it's was like, well, you know, most of the time I don't even bother naming it. Exactly. I would have just said, you know, on the coast of Florida, and maybe describe some bigger cities around exactly. it. But I named
1: it, and it was your town. That was so that was so bizarre. It was such a god thing because you're right. I don't. I don't even tell people outside of a 20 mile radius, the name of the actual town because uh-huh. it is so small. No one knows people who live across the bridge. We're on this little Island on the coast. And it's just so funny. So she said that and she's like, and we're actually coming next weekend. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I literally rode my bike two minutes to her parents' condo, Mm -hmm. and we met and walked the beach together, and of course we discovered more things in common, that she is Mm -hmm. from uh, not too far from where my husband grew up, she's from Pennsylvania, my husband's from northern Baltimore, Maryland area, and her parents used to live in the same tiny Pennsylvania town where Tim and I got married, right? Yeah, so many things, she went to a small school in Pennsylvania, my husband went to a school that no one ever heard of, but their schools played each other in sports, like Mm -hmm. just, just so cool. So we are
0: intertwined, Jenny, intertwined. There you go. Oh, that was good. That
1: was good.
0: But, but I must say, in in case your listeners don't know, you are the fastest walker ever <laughs> because I looked at my Fitbit watch when I got up the stairs after our walk and I was like, I have never made it that far down the beach and back in that amount of time. <laughs> ever. so,
1: I am. And it's so funny because I'm five, two, right. I'm like, I've got these <laughs> little legs and I don't, I've always been just, I don't, I don't know what it is. Just such a fast walker. I would always say that my father-in-law is six, five, and I'm the only one who can keep up with him. Mm. <laughs> I walk so fast. Oh, that's funny. So Heather, I've already said so much about you, but I would love for you to kind of just share a little bit more about yourself, your life, your hobbies, your passions. Sure.
0: Sure. Well, you know, it's, it's kind of amazing to me sometimes that what I spend most of my time talking about are the issues that I tried to keep quiet and would have never talked about like in public or even with a friend for most of my life. So, um, I went to college, like you said, a small Christian school, um, in Pennsylvania and I was, I was destined to either be involved in politics or broadcasting. That's what I loved. I moved to DC after school. I worked on Capitol Hill. I went to graduate school so I could do campaign work, loved the political scene. Mm -hmm. Um, And was very involved even, well, even after I got out of politics, worked in nonprofits and was very involved in causes that were close to my heart and loved that work. But if I'm honest... There was always this struggle of my body image, my appearance not feeling good enough. Mm-hmm. And even though I was able to kind of rise through the ranks career wise and had a pretty successful career by age 25, I was a vice president of a nonprofit organization, making a lot of money for a 25 year old. Wow. And I mean, had a, a kind of on paper good life, yeah. but was so insecure mostly because of I thought the way I looked wasn't good enough. Mm. And so uh, somewhere along the lines, when I lived in DC, actually, um, I, I, decided I was started working out. They had given, uh, they'd given us this membership for Hill staffers. It was a membership of the Washington sports club and it was super cheap. As long as you worked out after nine o'clock, it's oh, crazy. That wasn't a big, that wasn't a big deal when you're like 21 years old. Like now I'm like, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that. Like, it's dark. Where are my PJs? <laughs> exactly. Like you shouldn't be outside at that time. Um, but that then it wasn't a big deal. And, and it was really probably that point in my life when I started looking at people in the fitness industry and determining that they must not struggle like I do because of the way they looked and because of the titles that they had. And so I decided that I would become a fitness instructor. And so probably I didn't actually, you know, do all the things you have to do to do that until my late twenties. Um, but I remember becoming a fitness instructor and teaching my first kickboxing class. And I was probably 29, 30 years old at this point. And I remember thinking, like, this is finally going to fix it. Like, I have this good day job, but this, like, 7 p.m. kickboxing class that I am finally (laughs) the one in front with, like, instructor written on my shirt and little Mm -hmm. microphone, like, this is going to fix my issues because now I've finally proven that, like, I am one of those people. Mm. And Jenny, it didn't. I remember standing up there looking at the room of women expecting me to leave this class and thinking, oh, that woman in the front row, she's a much better high kick than I do that woman in the back row. She's in much better shape than I am. And wow. like completely like trying to remember my routine and at the Aww. same time, mentally assessing every woman in the room and where I stood as mm-hmm. compared to her. Mm-hmm. And I can't say that I solved it right then and there. I can't say that I thought immediately after that class. My issues must be much deeper than this. You know, this didn't fix anything for me. I can, you know, move on from this now, but it wasn't like that at all. I mean, instead I determined, well, I need to lift weights more. I need to actually work out harder. Mm -hmm. I need to eat even cleaner than I was eating. And that was before clean eating was even a thing, (laughs) right? Um, So I mean, like all the things. And so all of these things, like even though, so my husband, and I met at 30 um, on eHarmony. We got married at 31. <laughs> I got pregnant pretty much right away. And so we had four kids in just under five years. Oh. And, and so like, I had all these things going on in my life, career, family, children, and really what consumed my thoughts were things like how many calories did I eat today? Mm. Um, you know, how many grams of fat or sugar, depending on like, you know, what plan I was following. Did I exercise enough to burn off the amount of calories I need to burn off? Mm. You know, uh, what size jeans am I wearing? All of those things yeah. were what really bogged me down. And so I am giving you way more information than you asked for no, <laughs> in your question. That's But I know this will kind of segue into where we're going next. Absolutely. But, but so that so that's my story. My story yeah. is, is, I don't think you would have known these things about me. You know, my friends didn't know these yeah. things about me. I didn't talk about them. I really just believed that they were normal girl problems that everyone mm-hmm. struggled. And so there was really no need to talk about it because that was just part of being female. I mean, you were just going to have these issues. That was just yeah. part of the deal, part of the package. Yeah. Um, but, but God's done a work in my heart and my life since then. And so that's, that's what I write and speak about.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. It's so good because I think you've hit on so many things. That one of it is we don't always know what's going on in the person that we're comparing ourselves to. Right. Um, Because, like, and that's one thing I mentioned to you that we also had in common is food addiction. Mm -hmm. I'm 95 pounds. People think I have no issues with that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. How much has it controlled my life. And I had weight issues as an adolescent and I had different struggles then and different things that were said to me and about me that I still hear echoing in my head. Mm -hmm. And even though I got my weight technically under control in late high school, I have spent, you know, 25 years still feeling like I have to be careful and I'm not enough. And I'm, you know, it can feel fat and right. wear a size zero. What is that? Right? right. And you're a slave to these things sometimes. And I think we don't always realize sometimes we don't speak up what the other person is struggling with. And I've just found that I love your transparency. I love what you said about, you know, walking into a room and comparing yourself and dividing mm-hmm. women. I do the same thing. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, especially at the pool or yeah. the beach, you know, yeah. you immediately start looking around, you know, especially yeah. if my husband's with me, I'm like, okay. Am I prettier than that one? You know, right. And it is a thing that we struggle with, but I feel like there's so much power and transparency. Mm -hmm. And what I often feel is that Satan holds us paralyzed as women, he, you know, he tells us all these things about ourselves, makes us feel terrible, but then he proceeds to tell us that we're the only ones feeling this way. So we don't bring it up. And then what I've learned is Satan has no original material. Right. When we finally bring those struggles into the light, then other women are like, oh my gosh, me too. Right. Right. And there's so much freedom in that and realizing it's all lies that he's trying to keep us bound and from living the life God's called us to live.
0: Right. And you know, that's, what's been so fun about writing books and speaking Yeah, is that it's Although it was tough at first to put some of that stuff out there, the amount of emails and messages I get saying oh, exact same thing. I was in a third grade when I started believing that my legs were fat and that's what set me on a dieting, you know. Exciting spiral and eating disorder spiral that lasted, you know, through my thirties. Like I get those messages over and over again now. And and so that's one thing I try to do is encourage women. Like if you share your story, you are going to find other, not that you have to start a podcast to share your story, but just sharing your story with friends, you you are going to find commonality in ways that you didn't even know were possible. And that unveils the lie and allows you to start seeking freedom and Mm -hmm. truth and, and to ultimately defeat those lies too. I mean, yeah, there's, there, we're always going to struggle here on this earth, but there is, I believe, hope to not be burdened by these issues Mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives here on earth.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And that's something I always refer to as purpose in pain. You know, we're Mm -hmm. all going to go through struggles. We're all going to have pain. And Satan would like for us to curl up in a corner and lick our wounds and hide from the world and put up these walls. But if we say, no, I'm going to take this mess and throw it at his feet and let him use it oh my gosh, people are reached and lives are changed and we can impact the world and more people on a deeper level by letting our weaknesses show and letting our struggles show so that he can get the glory for that than we ever could if we had no issues or never actually let them show, right? Right. His power is perfect in our weakness. And I just, I think it's amazing. I think that transparency is something that can bring women back together. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we have been, kind of put against each other in our minds, right? Mm -hmm. In these false lies that keep us tied up. And if we can just throw that mess out there. Right. And be real with each other. Those walls come down and we see each other differently. And it's like, now I know I've got some friends and we talked about some physical things about ourselves that we always struggled with. And as soon as one of us would mention something, the other one's like, what? No way. I don't notice that, mm-hmm. you know? And right. then instead of comparing myself now to some of those women, when they walk in the room, now I'm thinking you go girl. Cause I know mm-hmm. the struggle you went through to walk in with that confidence. And yeah. it's so different. It's such a yeah. different feeling. Oh, I love it, and I will say you—you know—when you started talking, I know that your two passions are body image and comparison, and just setting Mm -hmm. women free from those issues, which are so controlling, as we've talked about. And in episode fifteen of season two, you were reading the intro to your book, "Compared to Who," Mm -hmm. and you said that body image stems from comparison issues, and I feel like that's exactly what most of my friends said when I kind of pulled them to ask, "Okay, which one Mm -hmm. are you struggling with more?" And most of them initially said body image but many of them said exactly what you said. And what I thought is you really can't separate the two, right? They, right. Well,
0: it's, it's funny because I think I have a lot of women that say I don't struggle with comparison. I just struggle with comparing myself to the me I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so in my second book, The Burden of Better, I kind of break down what idealism really is. Yeah. Because a lot of us convince ourselves that we came up with our ideals on our own. Mm-hmm. But I think if you really sit down and kind of start peeling back the layers of the onion, you'll yeah. find that you no, know, somewhere along the way in childhood and adolescence, you determined an Ideal based on someone you saw, some comment that was said to you, or maybe some comment you heard about the other person that you admire deciding that maybe you want that kind of accolade. But somewhere along the line, growing up, Mm -hmm. you determined an ideal. And maybe it was, I know for me, I was like, you know, I want to be this kind of mom. This is the Mm -hmm. kind of mom I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And, you know, then you actually have children, you're like, oh, that's (laughs) totally unrealistic. But yet, (laughs) But yet you still feel this compulsion and even like guilt and shame. Oh, you know, oh, I'm feeding my kids like processed chicken nuggets all the time. (laughs) And I was never going to do that. And I used to like frown my nose at people (laughs) who did that to their kids. And now I'm like, uh, what do you want for lunch? Mm -hmm. Okay, here's the bag of chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Make some. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, those sorts of things. And so it, it, it manifests itself in all kinds of different areas in our lives. And then it also manifests itself in our bodies and the way yeah. we look and these unrealistic expectations that we have for ourselves. So we think that we figured out what's realistic and what's unrealistic and that we're separating the two. But I don't think that's true. I think we're still driven. Like we still kind of convince ourselves. And I think the voice of the enemy convinces us that maybe we could do a little better. Maybe we could be a little bit more like that ideal. And and like we were saying before, I I think that's the lie of the enemy. The lie of the enemy is if you get all those things, if you could just reach that ideal, if you could be the quote unquote best you, then you wouldn't compare yourself to anyone anymore. Then you wouldn't struggle with how you look anymore. And then ultimately, and this is what I believe is, is a driver that most of us don't recognize. Then you could rest. Yeah. then you could just be at peace mm-hmm. because you wouldn't always be trying to have a better body and you wouldn't always be trying to have a better home. And you wouldn't always be trying to have a better marriage or better children or, you know, to look better or wear better clothes or have, a, you know, any of the betters.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: think if we could just reach that status, then we could just sigh. This is rest. Mm-hmm but what happens is you never reach that status Mm -hmm. because there's always better, right? Like you can lose that weight you're trying to lose. And then you need to firm up the parts or (laughs) you could firm up, firm up the parts. And then you need to like get the skin right. And you can get Uh the skin right. And then you got to get the hair right. And then by the time you've done all that, it's like, Oh, well, you know, maybe I need some surgery for this part because it's still not quite right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and then, and then it's like a vicious cycle. And and as anyone who's tried to lose weight, (laughs) lose weight knows, like, you don't just lose the weight and okay, now I can go back to like life is normal. Like it just doesn't work that way. Like you said, with your, you know, with your story, Mm -hmm. like you're still thinking about food, like you're not free from it just because you reached that, that size it's, that's not rest. And so if we look for rest in becoming the best or in just becoming better, we never find it. And so that's why Jesus is really our only answer. Like the only way we can actually find true freedom in these issues is to look for him for rest and peace Mm -hmm. and joy and not look for a better life or a better body or, you know, a fixed body image to save us. It's really only he who does that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cause so like he says, come to me, right. All you who, who are weary and I will give you rest. And I love, there's so many different versions of that, you know, scripture and man, they're all, they just pull out more and more good stuff. And you realize that and, and be still and know that I'm God and mm. in resting and quiet will be your strength. And you hear all these scripture and it's like, wow, oh, right. <laughs> Deep breath mm. and let that go and realize that if we can take our focus off ourselves right? Or yeah. off others in the sense of comparing ourselves to others mm-hmm. and in more, put our, our eyes on him and then look to the world and let him fill us with purpose and passion and discover mm-hmm. who he made us to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one thing I was actually at a captivating retreat, um, Stacey Eldridge retreat mm-hmm. last year. And one of the things that they were talking about was, Often, whatever it is that you struggle with the most, it's the inversion of that, that is your greatest qualities because Mm -hmm. Satan will, and I can't remember if this is my terms or her terms Uh because I got so much, Uh maybe I'm saying all this stuff myself, but he will take that in you, which most powerfully has the potential to reflect the glory of God and Mm -hmm. do all he can to stop you in your tracks, Mm -hmm. right. To rob you of that passion and that joy and living out that purpose and bringing God glory. So of course, that's what he's going to attack. You know, if you yeah. are not great in one area, you know, he's not going to try to stop me from playing the piano <laughs> because <laughs> I don't play piano. You're not, not a threat there. Years <laughs> and, you know, I'm a singer, but I can't play an instrument to save my life. Uh, and he's not going to try to guilt me about that, right? right? But he is, every time I get on that stage to sing, mm-hmm. going to tell me, "Ooh, you messed that note up. Oh, mm-hmm. you didn't sound right there. Oh, you distracted from yeah. that. Oh, you tried to take over that song, you know, or whatever, right. and- and me have to fight off that stuff every time, you know, right. things like that, whatever it is. And I feel like it is, it's those things that he's most threatened by in us that he's Absolutely. going to attack. And Absolutely. I think we can find freedom sometimes if we step back and, you know, that count it all joy, right? And we suffer, mm. suffer those trials and we can think, all right, bring it on because that must be what God wants yeah. to use. You know, that yeah. must be. And I think there's a lot of freedom in that too. But man, we've got to get a tribe around us too to just keep looking to him and other women, we can pull each other up, you know, not a tribe that's going to go down those spirals with you, right? right? The ones that are going to be there and then pull you up and point you back to him. And
0: yeah, I think too often the enemy convinces us Mm -hmm. that like, especially with singing, this is an example I use in my second book. You're not the best singer. Mm -hmm. Like you're not Carrie Underwood. (laughs) You're not Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) You're not Taylor Swift. So why should you even bother? Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's, I mean, as a, as an author, I get that, like, you know, well, you're not Ian Voskamp, <laughs> you're not Ian Lewis. so why even bother? No one wants, yeah. you know, or, you know, there, I mean, just any area like, well, you're not going to, you're not the best, so you should I'll just try. quit and not do anything. And mm-hmm. it's like, as you look through scripture, like I use the example of the, the parable of the talents. And I mean, what did Jesus or well, what did the, the, the master say to, to the servant that hid his talent? He said, you're a wicked servant depart from me. It wasn't like a, well, that's okay that you didn't, you know, do anything with the talents I gave you. I can understand that you were scared. You know, Mm -hmm. it totally makes sense to me that you just wanted to be conservative and not you know, go out on the limb because you (laughs) might lose something that way. No, he said, Mm -hmm. you wicked servant. And so I think that's really good for us to remember that. Like we have an accountability to use our talents, even if we're not going to be the best, even if we're not going to win an award, even if we're not going to get accolades for how how awesome we are in that area. Like God's still asking us to use yeah. our gifts and and to serve him. And then I think like you said before with the self-focus. I think when we're actually using our gifts, that's when our tendency to focus so much on ourselves kind of starts to lift. I mean, I found I do personal training with women, not in a physical way, but in a heart way to work through Mm -hmm. deep body image issues. And one thing I found over and over again is the women that are struggling the most with body image issues can't tell me like their person, what, anything about their personality, anything about their spiritual gifts. They're not like operating in the way God has designed them and that keeps them stuck. And so it's amazing to watch the transformation once they realize, Oh, like I have this gift of mercy and I want to help people. And once they start Mm -hmm. helping people, how that changes their lives and, and just all the different ways that that just understanding that God wired us for a purpose can really help bring freedom, um, in, in the arena of body image.
1: Hey mama, did you know that every single episode of the intertwined life podcast is like its very own Bible study? So many times I hear people say, I really want to start reading my Bible more, but I don't know where to start. Hey, I get that and I've got your back. All you have to do is go to jennyzents.com slash podcast or click on the show notes. Each and every episode has its own post on my website. And in those show notes, I have listed every single scripture that I reference in each episode and linked it up to Bible Gateway. And honestly, I'd rather you sit with the show notes and open up your own Bible, you know, the one with pages. There's just something about holding the word of God and digging in with your highlighter, your journal, and probably a cup of coffee, right? But every single episode, you can do that with. So that means it's even arranged by topics and then you've got tons. Some of these episodes have more than 30 scripture. Don't sit down and do them all at once. Pick a show, go through, sit with the Lord, take your time, do one or two verses a day. Gather a group of friends, start an intertwined life Bible study where you literally listen to the episode and then just go through the show notes looking up those verses, looking for verses to memorize write those suckers down, put them on note cards around your house. They'll soak into you and produce the life that God has for you. I love it. And I want you guys to dig into the word so you can stand on what you know, regardless of how you feel. And you can really be ready to apply the power of God's word to your everyday stuff. All right, back to the show. I'll say that, um, I think episode one of your podcast, I went back to the beginning to find out okay. who is this woman <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I loved a, a statement that you made. You said, just because a struggle is considered normal does not mean it is something we have to stay in bondage to. And I was right. like, amen, right. amen. I'm so tired of that excuse, right? Well, it's right. it's normal. So, but that doesn't mean it's okay to stay there.
0: No. Well, think about it with men. I mean, I think sometimes just like just being real honest here, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we women are a little self-righteous with our issues. If like, this is my <laughs> issue, I'm just going to keep it. But your man starts to struggle with lust and porn, you're going to be like, dude, you need to clean up your act. <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. cut this out right away. Let's, let's get rid of this yeah. sin. All of a sudden you normal know.
1: is not okay. <laughs> exactly.
0: But yet yeah. it, is, it is normal for a man to struggle in that way, mm-hmm. but we're not going to tolerate the sin, right? Yeah. And I think we yeah. have to have to have that kind of hard line of view with our own junk sometimes. And, you know, one, one thing that I encourage women with, which, you know, doesn't always get over well, but it's like, if you don't want your man, you wouldn't buy your man a subscription to, I don't even know if Playboy still in existence. I'm sure it is, but like <laughs> Maxim or one of those, like you wouldn't buy him a subscription to one of those magazines for Christmas. Right. Like that's just a stupid thing. And every, I say that when I speak and women are like, yeah, duh. Like that's yeah. why you're even mentioning this. Right. But you wouldn't do it because it wouldn't it would create thoughts for him that are, that are neither healthy nor holy. Right. Mm -hmm. But yet as women, how much do we consume? What magazines do we buy? What websites do we go to that trigger thoughts for us that are neither healthy Mm. nor holy. Mm -hmm. And, and so we, it's easy to look at what he's doing and decide, Oh yeah, that's not good for him to think, you know, think those ways or whatever, but what do we consume that, that harm and affect negatively the ways we think about our bodies and our lives and what they should look like or what they should be and um and I don't know why I got off on that tangent with
1: that. <laughs> Jenny. No, uh, I
0: forget where we started with that but anyway um about but yes. normal
1: it's not you know just because it's a Isn't normal struggle right? yeah that's no right. that's that's good. Right. that's good I like it I like it so here's a question for you mm-hmm. as we are heading into the new year and this you know 2020 has been and this episode is probably going to air either last week of December, first week of January Um, 2020 has been a year of a lot of setbacks for a lot of people, a lot of disappointments for a lot of people. But I also know a lot of people, whether it's quarantine weight gain or, Mm -hmm. you know, different things or just people being stuck at home and kind of losing their motivation and momentum or different things. I think there's going to be a temptation even more than ever before new year's is always right. A temptation to fix everything, but how much more in 2020 people want to hit that restart button and make right. up for all the stuff and get better, right? right. To fix it all. And I right. think there's going to be an overwhelming anxiety of pressure to fix all the stuff that didn't work in 2020 or all the things right. that I messed up or that I let go. Right. right. So what would your advice going into this new year and all of that kind of pressure that we Yeah,
0: no, I love that question, because I think really what's at the heart of that question is things have been out of control through 2020. And so what I think our natural human tendency is, especially for women who struggle with like eating disorders, disordered eating, um, body image issues, is it's really about control. Yeah. It's, I haven't been able to control anything. And so now January, 2021, I'm going to take control again. I'm going to take back the control. Mm-hmm. And if I can control everything, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. Hope oh, you pause. And to learn from 2020 is that we actually don't have as much control as we think we do. Yeah. Can you hear me still? Yeah. Did I I, you okay. You pause yeah. for a second,
1: but okay. Okay.
0: We don't have as much control as we thought we did like, and, and we never really have. And so we have two options going through life. We can either go through life frustrated, always trying to control everything and getting angry when things don't work out the way we thought they would work out if we controlled it so tightly. Mm-hmm. Or we can recognize that God is sovereign and ultimately the one in control. And he's just asking us to trust him, to rest in him. And that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. If you decide you want to clean up your eating a little bit, I mean, Hey, you know, we all kind of overdo it at the holidays and then, you know, okay, yeah. eat a couple more vegetables and a few less <laughs> cookies, January 1st. I'm okay with, that. with that. But <laughs> but I think, I think what happens is too often we don't take the long view. We take the short view. And, and I'm, I'm not a big fan of diets because I believe just from my own personal experience and things I've read and researched and evidenced is that what happens is we go on a diet January 1st and we're done with it. If we can make it till February, that's awesome. But then we're like totally off the wagon by Valentine's day. And, and then we just kind of like blow it all the way through till like before swimsuit season. Then we got to get on a diet again. (laughs) And it's just this cycle that we do every single year. And the definition of in sanity is doing the same thing over and again, expecting different results. And that's what we do as a culture. That's what we promote as a culture is this like vicious cycle of dieting and that the diet industry is benefiting from it, but our bodies aren't. Mm -hmm. And so what I like to encourage is just taking a long view. Yeah. Like set, set some goals for the new year. That's great. But, but you're not really healthy. If you lose extra 10 pounds, that doesn't actually define health. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like that, that doesn't really have anything to do with health, For the most part, like, but you are going to be healthier if you decide to spend an extra 10 minutes a day with the Lord. And maybe ask him every day to help you with your food choices or ask him every day to help you with the way you see yourself when you look in the mirror or when you get on this scale, ask him every day, surrender to him every day that you need to control everything. You need to control all your food choices. You need to control what the people around you eat, like whatever your issue is like inviting him into that every day is going to have so much of a greater impact and last for a long time versus Finding another diet, being keto, paleo, AIP, whatever you want to call, you know, whatever the latest diet of the season, there will be a new one. I'm sure it just hasn't come out yet. Whatever the newest thing is, instead of doing that for six solid weeks, it will be so much better to institute just small habit changes and heart. Changes that that can last a lifetime and that you can stick with, you know, yeah. that you don't have to go off and on, off and on, off and on. Sure. So that, that'd be my best recommendation. I think
1: that's good. That's good. And you know, so many times we don't stop. And I still I mm. always go back to, you know, be still and know that I'm God. It's mm. that be still. We're not right. being still. And even yeah. if we try to sit there, our mind is like a squirrel, you know, we're right. all over the place. Right. And so it is, it is about learning to stop and rest, and be still. And then I have recently been kind of convicted that, yes, I will run to the Lord with my issues, but I think he's been telling me lately, but you don't stay there long enough to listen what mm-hmm. I have to say back. Mm, <laughs> I'm like, Here's yeah. problem. And I run off again, right? Yeah, And yeah. it is, it's that pause and be still and let it, him speak truth to your heart and just love yeah. on you and, you know, curl up in right. your daddy's lap, you know, and take that in for a while. And he will direct our steps, yeah. you know, in, in a way that makes sense and in a way that is peaceful and joyful. And then when we begin to see how he values us, we'll value ourselves more, right. And take right. care of ourselves. And those steps will happen. Um, Well, I did hear you mention recently on your podcast that you uh, had a client. So you do, you coach body image coaching. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yes. That That is so cool. And you're, you do that all year long on groups or individuals. I, we run groups sometimes
0: and group training is a little bit more affordable. Uh Although I don't think, I don't think it's, it's overly expensive (laughs) to begin with. I probably need to charge more. Um, (laughs) but, um, but, or though I do, I do personal training as well. One-on-one people feel more comfortable just doing it by themselves. But, um, but yeah, all year, all year round, you can, you can hop into one of those.
1: Good. Well, we'll have to put some links, obviously to all the good stuff from you. We're going to link to your show. We're going to link to uh, something. If you've got a link for where we can hook up with you and find out more about having sure. coaching with you, we'll put that in there. Okay. And also your books, of course. And I do want to give another shout out about your newest book, the burden of better, how a comparison free life leads to joy, peace and rest. when did that release?
0: It just released last September, well, September oh, wow. of 20.
1: Okay. <laughs> so well, it's
0: only, it's a couple months old. It's my baby. book, Baby.
1: Awesome. <laughs> well, I, so I was reading that and I know that when we were talking about doing this interview, um, you said what Christian, what Christian woman hasn't struggled with trying to figure out how to chase hard after Jesus while wrestling the temptation to chase the shiny things of this world. Right. It's so true. There's this tug of war right in our hearts. And I love the dedication of this book um that right there if if the whole rest of the book is as good as the dedication everybody gets this book <laughs> um in the dedication you said this book is dedicated to every woman young or advanced in years who through the common act of comparing herself to another woman has ever felt compelled, compelled pressured forced driven obliged required urged or prompted to be better And then your note, I love this to your daughter. You said to my little red haired girl, Katie, may every search for satisfaction lead you back to Jesus. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) that's so, so good. So good. And you do, you go on in the intro, you're talking about, you know, being, do we feel like we're falling into this trap? And you say, well, I've got some questions for you. And you talked about, Mm -hmm. do you ever chase the errs? Um, Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Some of the errs happier, healthier, thinner, stronger, nicer, wealthier, smarter. And I think, you know, we've, we've all been there. We've all fallen in those spirals. Right. I, I, yeah, I have really enjoyed what I've read so far in that book and I'm excited to read more of it and share more of that with other people. Anything else on that topic you've got, I feel, I know we've probably exhausted it, but it's so good.
0: (laughs) You know, I, I would just like to say one thing. I think, I think a lot of times when I was in the throes of my struggles with this stuff, I feel like I heard a lot of the God and Jesus answer, if you will. And it didn't help me. Sure. Um, and I grew up in church. I mean, we were at church every time the doors were open. I went to Christian schools Mm -hmm. and I think I had my life compartmentalized where I had like my issues and then I had my church and God and Jesus stuff. Um, and I didn't feel like I ever could get satisfying enough answers from the God and Jesus side. Mm -hmm body image side. I knew I was fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, jars of clay, like you Mm -hmm. named the verse, like I knew it, I could cite, I could recite it for you, but it didn't actually help me. And so I would just encourage anyone who's listening today that, um, that in my books, I try not to be trite. I try not to be Christian cliche. Um, in my first book, I really believe that the root of our body image issues is something called body image idolatry. Mm. Um, and, and that it's actually, there is a spiritual component, a spiritual root to these issues that we struggle with. And even in comparison, I dig into the spiritual root of it and I believe that if, if the God and Jesus answers are kind of like, Oh yeah, no, come on, give me something that will actually help me like a to-do list of five things I can do to improve my body image or five things I can do to stop comparing. Like I do, I, I have some of that in there, but I really believe unless you fix the heart, unless you address the spiritual issues, you will stay stuck. And there's more connection there than, um, than just cliches can satisfy of course. But, um, but you have to kind of stop and ask yourself the hard question. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, do you believe that Jesus can really satisfy you? And I think for a lot of Christian women, that's a hard question to answer. And it's a hard question you have to answer almost daily where it's like, Ooh, I can tell you, I believe that because that's what I'm I'm supposed to say. Yes. I believe that. But do I live like that? Like, Oh, that's, that's harder, Jenny. That's it's hard. Um, I mean, and that's what, I mean, to, to, tie this into your show perfectly that's what the intertwined life is all about right it's not about saying i've got these issues and then i've got my jesus over here it's about how can this all be woven in together like i know that the bible and jesus have to have some answer for me with this stuff that i'm struggling with but i'm not finding it right and so and so that's really i think um what I'm trying to do in both of these books is help women who have maybe, they feel like they've read all the Christian books and heard all the God and Jesus answers and still it's not clicking. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really my audience. And I mean, and if someone's listening and doesn't know Jesus, like I'd love to talk to you more about that. I'm sure you would too, but I (laughs) I give, yeah. And I give, I give some, I give some, some basics for that too. If that's just where you're at today and that's great. That's a good place to start. We all have to start somewhere. Um, But, but yeah, I, I feel like I feel like there's more than the cliche. And if you're, if you're hungry for deeper answers, um, that's, that's where I like to go.
1: That's good. That's so good. That's exactly right. That's what it's all about, how, how to intertwine that life. So it's not two separate things. Right. And he cares about all that. Right. He cares about all that. And sometimes right. I don't think enough people were ever told that he cares about all of that. Right. Right? right. And so I think when we can learn that, oh, I can talk to him about this issue and it's not a separate thing. Right. I think there's power and there's freedom in that alone, bringing that mess to him, right? Absolutely. Um, no, that is so good. Um so let me ask you as we wrap things up here, I got a few questions I'd like to ask everybody. Okay? Do you have a life verse or a verse that is really bringing you life right now?
0: Yeah. So, I don't have a life verse per se, but our pastor's been going through um the story of Joseph. Mhm and it's just amazing to hear it you know i've heard it a number of times but to hear it again and and the verse for this series is romans 828 god works all things together for good those who love him and i just feel like in this season of covid you know, by the time this comes out, holidays will be over. But just like, if you can remember back to thinking about holidays and planning and is it okay to have people over? Is it okay to have family over? Is it okay to go see family? Like all the uncertainty and all the, you know, political unrest and just feeling like what is going on in this world? And is, has God just like abandoned us? <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. honestly, like in, in yeah. the depths of despair sometimes at moments, like is it is any of this, good or him or what is going on? I feel like I've been leaning on that verse a lot and just reminding myself that he's still working. Mm -hmm. he's, he's still on the throne. COVID isn't on the throne. God is on the throne and, um, and he's working, he's working things together for, for my good and his glory in ways that I cannot
1: see or understand, (laughs) but I can trust that he's doing it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you bring up Joseph and and that ties right into that. You know, in the end of Genesis, he's talking to his brothers who had sold him into slavery and he'd gone through Mm -hmm. to prison and all this stuff. And he says, what you intended for evil, God Mm -hmm. used for good. Right. And it's like, that's the perspective, what Satan intends for evil, what this world does that is evil. God will use it for good if Absolutely. we'll let him. Right. And oh, that's, I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. And what is, okay. We've kind of already talked about this. I should say, what is it like a simple practical tip that you share with your listeners about how to intertwine their walks with the Lord in their everyday life? And you have kind of already said this, but if you have little tips that you do around your house, maybe, or whatever, any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. You know, I think one super practical thing is, is just recognizing the lies. And I think that that's where I start with every woman I work with, because most of us have been hearing these lies for so long decades. Um, you know, I'm, for me, it probably started at age eight or nine. Mm -hmm. So decades of hearing these lies that we don't even acknowledge them as lies anymore. We, we just kind of accept them as this is just the way I think. Yes. And so I think the first super practical step is just to start hearing them. And I like to encourage women to like write them down. Mm-hmm. Um, that gives you some accountability to like actually see the lie on paper and be like, Oh, huh. Is it true this about me? No, that's actually not true. And then, you know, dig deeper from there. But, but I think just starting to pay attention to the lies and recognizing that, that Satan is, is, is the enemy of our soul, right? He is a straight up liar. But if he told us things that were absolutely ridiculous and completely so far from the truth um, that, you know, they were just preposterous, we'd never believe him. So what he does is he mixes in, I like to say sometimes like 60% truth with the lies. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is we're like, well, there was some truth in there you know, like, um, like maybe just avoiding body image for a second. Like if it's a lie is that you're a horrible parent, you know, and Satan reminds you that you yelled at your children this morning, you know, he, he puts that in there. Well, there's some truth in there. I did yell at them this morning. I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't the right way to speak to them. And then, and then we accept the whole thing. We accept the whole hundred percent, including the lie that I'm a horrible parent. Mm. And, and the truth is we don't have to accept anything from the enemy, right? Mm. We need to completely dismiss the lie and that the Holy, spirit is the one that convicts us. (laughs) If we need to like get our mouth under control or get our heart and our patience levels under control with our parenting, like allow the Holy spirit to convict us of that, take the Holy spirit's correction and teaching and and go with that. But Mm -hmm. if it comes from the enemy you, you completely dismiss it. Yeah. And, and so I feel like just sorting out the lies and, and what you're hearing and where your thoughts are staying and what you're dwelling on and, and going to Philippians four, eight, like think on these things, whatsoever is true, yes. you know, whatsoever is just whatsoever, you know, with good report, mm-hmm. like just that's, that's where the battle begins. Yeah. Every single day.
1: Yes. And that's
0: where the victories are won. So I don't know. I hope I hope that's helpful. No, that's
1: great. And yeah, no, that verse in flip ends, it's like I can't even get past the first one. Whatever's true is like, oh yeah. re- okay, <laughs> that's my problem already. Stop and right there. Oh, yeah, stop right there. What is true here? That yeah. is great. Um, okay, so what resources do you want to share with our listeners? I'm assuming your two books, obviously. Yep. Uh, yep, I've
0: got two books. available on Amazon, Christian Book, Walmart, like all the places books are sold. Awesome. Um, compared to who and the burden of better. And, um, I have a quiz on my website. It's the body image awareness quiz. So everyone likes quizzes, right? Um, so you can go to compare to who dot me and take that body image quiz Um, I also have a mountaintop body image retreat available on my website. If it's, it's Ah. a, I think it's a couple dollars. Um, it's a download. It's, it's about 35 pages and it kind of directs you on a two hour, um, personal retreat where you can just kind of sort, start to sort through some of your body image stuff. It's, it's what I call the prequel to compare to who (laughs) kind of go do this and get yourself in the right frame of mind for what's all going on and then read Compare to who and really, you know, get to the bottom of, of body image issues is kind of the way it was designed. So yeah, all that's available. And I, I love connecting with people. Um, and my social media, I'm kind of in and out there, but Instagram is probably where you find me now. Pinterest. If those are places you hang out, I hang out there too. Sometimes
1: your handle is at Heather Creekmore.
0: Nope. It's at compared to who
1: at compared to who? All right. Awesome. Well, we will link to all of that in the show notes. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing everything you've shared with us. It's been so good to talk with you today.
0: Great to talk to you too, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: My pleasure, Heather. Okay, that's a wrap. Wasn't Heather awesome? So much fun to talk to, so much fun to listen to, and such a wealth of knowledge and encouragement and a voice speaking into an area that so desperately needs to be spoken into with the truth of God's word and what he says about us. So be sure to head to the show notes to check out all the links to everything that Heather mentioned. She mentioned so many good things. You'll find the links to her um, books, her podcast, as well as the uh, body image quiz that she mentioned, and so much more. So dig into those show notes. Enjoy that. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your week. I hope that your new year is off to a great start. But you know what? If it didn't, if it did not get off to a great start, that is okay. Pause right now. Push that restart button. Sit with the Lord. Take some time to be still. Right, and let Him feed into you and inspire you for what he's got for you this next year, because whatever he brings you to, he will bring you through. And whatever he has called you to, he will equip and empower you to do with his help. So get out there and have a great year and stay tuned because there are so many more awesome episodes and incredible, exciting interviews coming your way on the Intertwined Life podcast. Thanks so much, guys. I will talk to you soon. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it. If you could help me out in one of those two ways.
0: Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the start here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey.
1: Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. or are a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection
0: of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not
1: know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.